today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. You know, we've had lots of chats on this show with experts uh, far and wide in regard to terrorism. Um, and, and for the longest time, the discussion was terrorists coming in from other places. Uh, then all of a sudden we realized that domestic terrorism is a huge part of this. And a lot of people are being radicalized at home or a lot of citizens are going elsewhere from home to be radicalized. The Ontario government seeks advice on reducing youth radicalization. To talk more about all of this, Alex Wilner is with his Associate Professor, International Relations, Norman Patterson School of International Affairs, Carleton University, and is with us now. Hello, Alex. How are you today? Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for taking the time. We appreciate this. Your thoughts on the Ontario government looking to looking for ways to help with youth radicalization. Let's start with that. Well, I think the, I mean, this is, is one um, process. Uh, it's one strategy of a much larger series of strategies, uh, not only in Ontario, but in Canada more broadly and across the globe to address the threat, the issue of radicalization. Um, this specific program that you're talking about, which was uh, issued, uh, I guess, today uh, and will be ongoing for the couple, presumably several months, um, looks at youth. But there's other programming at the federal level across different departments um, and across all provinces to look at radicalization more broadly, not just among youth, but among young adults and so on. Good, so, use, good use of resources or politics? Uh, I'm sorry, can you, you say that again? Good use of resources or politics? It's uh, a great, great question. I mean, clearly there's an issue, right? We know, and you've mentioned this before, and we've spoken about this, there are Canadians who have adhered to radical sentiments, uh, both from the Islamist jihadi worldview, but also from the far right um, and far left. And we know that globally there are trends, very negative trends, of uh, radicalization leading to violence in Canada, in Europe, in the United States, and you name it. So, so, so some of this is clearly uh, a reaction to those global trends. What are our governments going to do about it? This is what they've projected. And they're, clearly this is a call for assistance, right? They're saying we want, this is a, call, a request for proposals from academics and experts to help us um, in this specific use case to develop a programming that we need. Who can, of, who can assist with that? Well, I mean, there are a number of think tanks, there are a number of NGO platforms and academics like myself and across Canada who do the academic side of, of research side mm-hmm. of this question. I mean, I, I presumably, you're going to get quite a few uh, requests. They're taking two, apparently, maybe two or three. Um, so, so there's a, quite a subset. And there, a lot of these are community members. They're uh, NGOs. They're, there's a couple famous ones in Montreal, for instance, that work with youth and Muslim community members, and so on. So this is, you know, part of a larger trend. If we just take a step back, I think clearly this is part of the larger trend. Uh, you said one of the cogs in this wheel, uh, those are my words. W- what are some of the other things we have to be uh, equally as uh, open to as far as suggestions? Well, so, I mean, this. what's really interesting about this one is it's tailored specifically to youth, right? So it's the Ministry of Children and Youth Services of the Government of Ontario that's come out with this uh, new program. So clearly, what this they're targeting well downstream of this issue. Um, they want to presumably target school-age children. They, uh, they want a program to target school-age children to understand the process of radicalization at a very young age. We have similar programs being explored at the university level and then, of course, uh, on in, in tor- towards adulthood. So, you know, if it, it's, it's one piece of the, of the puzzle, if you will. 
Um, there are other programs like this in the UK, for instance, um, where school teachers are kind of on the front line of identifying and intervening in potential cases of radicalization. I think in that case, it's quite controversial. You can imagine in that case, teachers uh, provide the names and the context of potential radical use to government services who then intervene on behalf of public safety. How, how, how do we get to solutions when, as you just mentioned, something like that is extremely sensitive? Are, are, do we really, are, we li- are we really giving these people the tools to actually come up with a solution? I think there's no easy answer. There's no easy set yeah. of tools, and there's no easy set of understanding what policy dynamics are going to work and what practical dynamics are going to work um, in the field. So, you know, this is kind of a call for help, it looks like. We know we have a problem. We know it's downstream in our youth. We want to understand this, and we want to understand the policy ramifications, and we want to move forward with programming. That's the kind of process, if you will, the cycle of how this usually works. And I should note, you know, public safety from Budget 2016 was, a lot, was, was given quite a bit of money from the government of Canada, the Liberal government of Canada, to develop from scratch an office, uh, you know, something called like an office for community outreach and countering violent uh, radicalization or radicalization leading to violence, something like that. And, you know, the whole point of this office is to provide top-down um, advice, best practices, those kind of things from the federal government all the way down into society and across laterally into the provinces. So, again, the big picture here is that a lot of government machinery and money and budget is moving into this area. There's clearly a feeling that there's a problem, but there's not a lot of solutions yet. We're still in the early phases. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.